Yo, what's up? I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs. For those who don't know me, played 12 years in the NFL. I was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, played four years with them. Then I went over to the New York Giants, ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Giants. Then, actually, I had a quick stop. If you go by Wikipedia, I had a quick stop with the Seahawks. I did not play a full season with them. So, Seahawks fans, you keep claiming me. I did not play for the Seahawks. I went to training camp, and then I got cut. But then I went to Jacksonville, played there for a couple of years, and then I finished with the Washington Redskins. Now, finally have my own show. And also, I'm known as the Wine MVP, for those who don't know. <laughs> um, I want to welcome you all to our very first episode I'm going to be coming at you twice a week to talk all things sports betting, like the best lines, top props, and of course, the most intriguing underdogs. I'm excited to have you here with us. It's going to be dope. Trust me, lots of cool people are going to come through. Lots of guests. It's going to be pretty awesome. Today, though, uh, we're going to preview the upcoming slate of NFL games for week one, discussing some fascinating season-long props and who I think is going to lift the Lombardi Trophy after Super Bowl 56, plus my underdog pick of the week. So make sure to stick around to the end. But first, I have a message for you. The NFL season is here. Kick it off right with WinBet. On the WinBet mobile app, you get access to unique markets like NFL yardage leaders and exact season wins. Who will be the last team to win a game? What about the last team to be undefeated? I know I've got my guesses. You can find all those odds on WinBet. Did I mention it's the best place for NFL parlays too? That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to set the odds in your favor. Download now and start winning with WinBet. Back to the show. So you hear these things about overnight success. And obviously that's a myth because things don't happen overnight. Great things don't happen overnight. For example... Let's take like Bruno Mars, right? Out of nowhere, he came out and was like killing it in the industry. But what people don't know about Bruno Mars is he's been writing music for so many artists for so many years before he finally got his big break. Alicia Keys, she's another one. She was actually signed to Jermaine Dupri, I believe. I think he had her for like six or seven years before she even broke out to become somebody. I, I, first of all, I'm no one there, on, the, on their level, but me, how did, how did this come about? It's, it's wild because you think when you're done playing that all of a sudden these opportunities are going to come and going to happen for you immediately. I actually started TV and media broadcasting maybe like 2016. I actually auditioned. Uh, with Fox uh, to be on one of their shows. And so I've, I've been auditioning since then. Then the next year, I got opportunities with NFL Network and I didn't even get paid. I was working with them for free. So I was doing all these things, all these guest appearances. I mean, I was putting in so much work, paying so much dues, traveling to London. I was going all over the world doing these things and, and trying to get these opportunities. But I just kept grinding, kept building my reel and grinding and grinding. And then all of a sudden, man, it's it's been a prosperous summer. I've, I've been getting all kinds of offers and deals. And uh, when 
when our CEO, Kevin Jones, hit me up about like, let's do something. It was wild because he he was actually one of the first people to hit me up to do a show. And at the time I told him, like, bro, I'm not even ready uh, to do something like that. And like, I had no idea how to even talk on a podcast. I was so used to being a guest. I was like to have my own. I'm not ready yet. And what's funny is when we had this conversation, I told him that this story and he said, well, he said, you know, it's crazy. He said, I wasn't ready either. So it's crazy how it all came full circle. And um, I'm just beyond appreciative to, to have an opportunity to not only just share my knowledge, but just to be here with you guys and, and have so much fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm just like beyond my wife is happy. My kids are happy. I can't wait to be in Vegas and, and turn up. It's, it's going to be sick. But speaking of success, you can have all these skills, all these talents, all this ability, but in order to be successful, you cannot do it alone right? Bill Gates had a mentor. Warren Buffett mentored him. Michael Jordan had Phil Jackson. Kobe had Phil Jackson. Batman had Alfred. (laughs) Oprah had Maya Angelou. Plato had Socrates. (laughs) Like everybody had all these people. You cannot do it alone. So when I am entering the sports betting world, I would be a fool to show up on here and do it by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, me being the ultimate team player, I went and found myself a gambling guru, okay? My Alfred, <laughs> okay? The yin to my yang, my guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the gambling guru who will be with me for this in- the entirety of this show, all season long, all year long, the gambling Greek. <laughs> Nick Deus, what's happening, my man? Thank you for being here for me. How's it going, my man? Well, after that intro, we might need to take a break so I can put my head through a wall because I am <laughs> fired up, man. This is a <laughs> tremendous honor. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited. Quick background, huge Giants fan. So I'm going to address you as Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. I'm excited for this. No, don't do that. I got yelled at on social media for for having Super Bowl champ in my bio. Like, I, someone said, "Oh, would you high and mighty? You think you're all that because you're Super Bowl champ?" I was like, "I mean, that, that's a pretty big deal, dude." <laughs> like, what you? <laughs> like, what you mean, my high and mighty? But go ahead, talk about yourself real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Classy individual. I wouldn't expect you to have it any other way. But I've been I've been doing this for a while too, man. So it, it's cool to pair up with someone who's going on this journey. And I've been creating content for many, many years now. And there's a big opportunity for me. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm super pumped. Thank you for your co-sign as well. Shout out to Kevin and the Blue Wire team. And I'm ready to rock and roll, man. No, I, I was pumped. We had our meeting. They were like, look, we got these two wizards. We got Nick and Noah, Noah, our producer. I'm like, absolutely. Okay. I am no fool. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we have our segment called Top Dogs. This is a segment where we will highlight some of the most intriguing underdogs that we think will have the best shot to be successful. So the first game that we picked, Steelers at the Bills. Bills are favored right now at minus six and a half. Before I get into the the whole sports betting thing, I know this is a sports betting show. I told you in the beginning, but I'm just like fired, fired up about this game. This is 
this is basically a playoff potential matchup. I'm not going to say potential. It's going to happen. They're going to meet each other in the playoffs. So I'm just fired up just for football in itself. But again, it is a sports betting show. And like I told you, I brought the gambling Greek. I brought the gambling guru. Nick, tee us up about this game. Talk about the ticket and money count. What do you got for me? So this is the classic pros versus Joes, professional bettors versus the public. You got 61% of the tickets and the bets coming in on the Buffalo Bills, while 61% of the money is coming in on Pittsburgh. Will, anytime you see ticket or bet count, that's usually the public, while the money is the professionals and the big banks that pull up to the sports books. That's what's up. Um, I'm nervous because... Do you do you, first of all, Nick? Do you even know if TJ Watt's going to play this week? Is he going to play this week? Any updates on that? I didn't even check. I know he's he's trying to get paid, so I'm so nervous about if he's going to play this week or not. All signs are him being there for game one and active, but there was a potential holdout. But I'm pretty sure he'll be there. Last reported, no doubt. So my pick for this game, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I, I like them. Uh, at six and a half, I, I like them favored in this game. Um, so I'm going to pick the Bills. Game two, another unbelievable matchup. Browns at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored minus six and a half. Nick, talk to me. What you got? We got 67% of the tickets coming in on the Chiefs, as well as 61% of the money coming in on the Chiefs. Every now and then, Will, you see the pros and the Joes aligned on the same side and that's what you got here <laughs> the pros and joes that's so funny to me man some of the joes are pros like come on now like that's that's hilarious but again another matchup actually this is a rematch from what happened last year but the browns did reload okay they went into free agency heavy on defense one of the biggest signings they got, they went and got uh, John Johnson from the Rams. I thought they struggled back in the secondary. They, were, they had Sendejo back there uh, last year, and a lot of times he was out of position and became a liability for them in the secondary. But not only did they get a top safety like him, but he also, John Johnson, was the captain of the Rams defense. And I think just him alone, I'm sure, yes, Del Play comes back who did not play last year, who was injured. They get Troy Hill over here as well. Kalani's there. I mean, they went and reloaded heavily. But I think John Johnson, his impact on the secondary, on that whole defense is going to be massive. So, guys, I'm picking the Browns. <laughs> I'm, picking the, I'm picking the Browns, Nick. That's what's happening. Picking the Browns. Give me my money. All right. Game three. Packers, a minus four at the Saints. We say at the Saints, but they are not playing in New Orleans. They're going to play in my in my old stadium in Jacksonville. Actually, Mercedes Lewis, I think he still has a condo there. I'm not sure if he does. But, yeah, so talk to me about that game, Nick. 68% of the bets are coming in on the Packers. 57% of the money is coming in on the Saints. And you're right. Because of the hurricane, they've moved this game from the Dome in New Orleans to Jacksonville. Now, this actually, this game might favor Jameis. Okay, Jameis playing at Florida State. Jameis playing in Tampa. Jameis is used to that humidity and playing in that heat. Now, if Drew Brees was playing, I would definitely pick the Packers. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
I remember playing against Drew Brees outdoors, and apparently the his whole thing was when he, when he went outside, it wasn't happening at all. But I like Green Bay in this one. I'm going to pick Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play lights out. Yes, the Saints went and got another corner at Roby, but I don't think he can play this week. I think he's still suspended. But, uh, yes, I like the Packers in this one. All right, game four, staying in a division. We got Vikings. They're minus three at Cincinnati. Nick, what do you got? Again, you got the pros and the Joes. Your favorite terms there, Will, on the same side. We got 75% (laughs) of the tickets coming in on the Vikings as well as 70% of the money coming in on Minnesota. A little bit of an LSU reunion in Cincinnati, Will. No, so I was, it's funny, during the draft, everybody wanted um, Sewell, Sewell, Sewell. And I'm like, look, if if I'm going, I'm getting Chase, okay? I am getting Jamar Chase. Like, why would you not go and get the guy who set records with with your quarterback a year ago? Period. Like, sure, you want to get him protection, but Chase is going to be protection too. He's going to be security blanket. Somebody that he is comfortable like throwing a football to. And just and just watching Jamar Chase, I, I looked at him and right, there's a whole slew of receivers coming from LSU. I watch him, I look at his his toughness and and how he is. I'm like, okay, he's half Jarvis. That I look at his routes in his hands, he's half OBJ. He's like both of them combined. People don't understand how nice this dude is. So I love Cincy. I love Jamar Chase, but I'm picking the Vikings. <laughs> I like the Vikings in this one. All right. So for our fifth game on the slate, we got Ravens. They're minus four and a half going all the way to Vegas. Nick. Talk to me. What do you got? We got 74% of the tickets coming in on the Ravens, as well as 64% of the money coming in on the Ravens. Will, if I'm being honest with you, man, I think this is the most intriguing game as a degenerate on the entire slate. This is a weird game, bro. <laughs> this is, so this is it, this is super weird. Yeah, so this is gonna be the first home game for the Raiders in Vegas with fans. And Amongst sports bettors, there is a term called the Vegas flu. Will, are you familiar with the Vegas flu? Bro, I have no idea what the... First of all, I don't even like saying the word flu with all the crap that's going on nowadays, but I have not heard of Vegas flu. What is What in the heck is the so Vegas flu? So this originated flu? with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The reason this came up is they've had an outstanding home record in Vegas since their expansion season they are 96 no. and 38 at home that's unreal. and the reason they've coined the vegas flu will is because when you go to vegas you're gonna go and party man so if you're there for a couple days hold on listen we don't have no listen okay this there okay basketball and hockey like i get it football bro we have zero time to do any of that stuff mm. none and plus the vegas nights are good I get the I get the the Vegas flu with them. They're good. Raiders, we have no idea what's gonna happen. No idea. Mike Mayock went heavy on defense. I'm I mean heavy on defense. Not not just players, but he got a new coordinator. He got Gus Bradley, who I had the pleasure of playing for in Jacksonville with that Seattle cover three type defense. You know, get some big boys up front to you know, rush the passer and then hopefully they throw the ball up and get some picks like they did in Seattle. 
uh, this this is super interesting because too, like we have an idea of who Balt- who Baltimore is, but you know, I, I feel like we get two different teams, right? When they're in the regular season and they're we're in the playoffs, regular season, they're outstanding, but there's, they have to find a way to sustain it. Can yeah, everyone loves Gus Edwards. He's, he's been a hot pick, you know, especially in fantasy football, but he's, he's a good back when he was with the trio, you know, now how he's going to be when he's the main guy. Yes. They went and got Le'Veon Bell. So let's see what that happens. But the, here's the thing though, this game, it is in Vegas. I don't I don't know if all Raider fans have made it to Vegas yet. I feel like yes, it might be majority Raiders, but it's going to be a mixed crowd. There's going to be a lot of people there who who are going to show up who have no idea what football is like. It's going to be like when I played when I played in London. Like it was a mutual game. It was sold out at Wembley Stadium, 90,000 people sold out. It it felt like the Super Bowl. And I tell people that they think I'm crazy. I'm like, no, it literally felt like that. But I seen every single type of jersey you can see in the crowd. I saw like a Bubby Brister jersey, who, you know, the back of quarterback for the Broncos. I saw a Steve Grogan jersey. You know, I've seen the craziest things, but it was sold out packed. Yes, it's going to be a Raiders home game. That game is going to be unbelievable. I think, um, I believe the wind encore beach club, I think that's there. I think they put the encore inside the stadium too. So it's, it's going to be unreal. I like the Raiders. (laughs) I like the Raiders for this one. I I like for them to, to get it done. I need my money. That's going to be my new coin. I mean, I need my money. All right. So for the rest of the uh, slate, we got Cowboys at the bucks. Uh, Bucks are minus eight. Jaguars are minus three at Houston. Uh, the Chargers at Washington, that's going to be an interesting game because I think that thing is still moving. Uh, last time I checked, it was minus one, but that's going to be uh, – that might go down to the wire. Um, so get it in early. Dolphins at New England. Patriots are minus three. I do like that one. Jets at the Panthers. Panthers are minus five. That is interesting because I feel like those teams are even, even though, you know, one is a younger team as being the Jets. But I feel like Coach Robasala has something up his sleeve uh, that's going to surprise a lot of people. So I pay attention to that one. I Never, never, not for a long time have you bet on the Jets, but that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Niners are minus seven and a half at Detroit. Niners, watch out. Do not get your knees bitten off when you get off the bus. Like I'm, <laughs> so that's that could be a dangerous one. They might they might come back with seven and a half kneecaps across the board. All right, Cardinals at Tennessee. I do like Tennessee minus three. Again, one of those long trips across the country. Cardinals, when you guys go there, make sure you go to Whiskey Kitchen and get some hot chicken. I went there and I lit up. Some hot chicken. I love some hot chicken. Okay. Uh, Philly at Atlanta. Falcons minus three. I like that. Seattle minus three at the Colts. Carson is suiting up to play. Yes. And Carson, you know what? This is an interesting one, too, because I love the Colts defense. I love the Colts defense. They're playing indoors. This is a suspect game. Suspect game, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Broncos minus three at the Giants. That's another suspect game (laughs) because people go to MetLife 
And I don't know what happens to the other teams. Speaking of, like Seattle, they go to MetLife and they struggle. So that's a suspect game, too. And there's going to be no altitude. They're going to throw in some real East Coast weather. It's going down. And the Bears at the Rams. Rams minus seven. Now, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at WinBet. So before we go any further, I just want to remind you, on the WinBet mobile app, you get access to unique markets like NFL yardage leaders and exact season wins. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to set the odds in your favor. Download now and start winning with WinBet. All right, so our next segment is called Prop Alert. I just fumbled all that. Prop Alert. (laughs) We're going to discuss some great props. Since it's week one, let's talk about some player props for the whole season. So, Nick, tell me the odds for these guys. Most receiving yards for second-year wide receivers. So, yeah, there's some uh, interesting odds here on the WinBet app. And the first one that caught my attention was this one for the sophomore wide receivers. Uh, We got Justin Jefferson at plus 275, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy at plus 500, Brandon Ayuk of the Niners at plus 600, T. Higgins and Chase Claypool at plus 750. LaVishka Chenault, 15 to 1. Jalen Rieger of the Eagles at 20 to 1. And Henry Ruggs at 25 to 1. Will, where are you putting your money on? You know, it's the, the hot name is C.D. Lamb, right? Everyone's excited to see what C.D. Lamb is going to do. They're excited. But also, too, everyone's taking note, too. Everyone's like, okay, everyone's excited about C.D. Lamb. I talked to a couple of Buccaneers cornerbacks. They are ready for C.D. Lamb. But people keep talking about C.D. Lamb. And hopefully they don't forget Amari Cooper's on the other side, too. I think what's interesting, I really like Chase Claypool. I feel like he's he's going to, depending on what Juju does, I feel like people are still going to get a hit on Juju. I looked on Twitter and people are still upset at his TikToks. <laughs> so that's interesting. But I am going to go with the hot hand. I am going to pick, I am going to go with CeeDee Lamb. I think I think he's the one who's going to have the most receiving yards in the second year. What about yours, Nick? I like, please say like, CeeDee. Nah, I can't. On brand, first episode, I can't go with the Cowboys, you know? So <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, five to one odds. Look, Pro Football Focus said that he had the most non-catchable passes thrown in his way from his quarterbacks on open routes. So if he could just get some of those to connect now with what non-catch? How do you de- how do you decipher what's a non-catchable ball? Well, advanced analytics are a a non-catchable. If it hits your hands, it's catchable. Like was it was it behind his back, and then he all of a sudden just snagged it did it come from the crowd so it's it's passes on which he's wide open (laughs) or has separation okay and the pass is just a bad ball basically like underthrown and overthrown you know like that's that's the pff is weird bro i mean look (laughs) i this is funny we played the giants in 2016 and i had a i had a great game i that's when i had like the Kaishan Jarrett hit um, the receiver and I end up diving for the interception like that. It was that game. And I, I was outstanding until the last like 10 minutes of the game. I got 
feet on a double move for a touchdown. Then that's when OBJ had his touchdown. With He dove and stretched out for the catch. So I got beat for two touchdowns late in that game. My coach calls me. He's like, hey, man, you had a great job. You did a great job this week. I'm like, no, I didn't. He goes, man, Pro Football Focus had you as a second-rated cornerback in the entire league. <laughs> Dog, that right there, and this is me. Like, usually I would take the compliments, but I'm a tough critic of myself. I'm like, there's no way. But that right there, when I saw that, I was second. I was like, no way. All right, our next prop alert. Regular season overall receiving leaders. Nick, what are the odds for this I'm going to rattle off some of the favorites because there's about 100 names on this list. Just give I me like you. five. So we'll go with <laughs> Stephon Diggs, 7-1, Tyreek Hill, 8-1, Justin Jefferson, 9-1, to one, as well as Devontae Adams and D-Hop, also at 9-1. to one. Then you got Michael Thomas, 12-1, to one, Calvin Ridley, 12-1. to one. Will, are there any names that jump out at you when you're looking at this list? Yeah, the easy name for me is Devontae Adams. I think him and I think him and Aaron Rodgers might have the best chemistry out of any quarterback and receiver in the entire league. Aaron gets Randall Cobb back. Aaron gets all his second year receivers. Aaron has Aaron Jones. Like I think overall the offense is going to be better in their second year. But I just love their rapport. Devontae's in a 99 club. He's going to play like he's in a 99 club. So I'm excited for that one. I do like the Matt Ryan and, and Ridley. I do like Kevin Ridley, but I, I feel like um, that ball is going to get spread around a lot too, especially with the new tight end. But yeah, who's your pick for this the one? The guy you just mentioned now, Calvin Ridley, actually. So one interesting trend here, four of the last six passing yard leaders have not made the playoffs. The Falcons, I don't expect, to make the playoffs, I see them throwing a lot. Calvin Ridley now without Julio Jones. You got Kyle Pitts there, who everyone's raving about. I'm fascinated by Calvin Ridley. Some of his PFF numbers will, without without <laughs> Julio Jones, he just crushes it. Eight for 170, right. nine for 150, 10 for 180 are just some of the games that stand out. Now, without Julio, that's crazy. I think that's interesting at 12 to 1 odds for Calvin Ridley. I like that. I'm excited for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, he he gets slept on a lot. I feel like people, I think ever since the Super Bowl, people just left him. But every year, he's top five quarterback. Every single year. But you, you got to win. That's what I found out about this league. Okay. The next one, our next prop alert. Regular season <laughs> passing leader. Nick, what are the odds? Perfect segue into what we just talked about. We got Mahomes at plus 350, Dak Prescott 4 to 1, Josh Allen plus 850, Stafford 9 to 1. Then you got Brady and Rodgers at 10 to 1, and we end it with Herbert and Ryan at 12 to 1 odds as well, Will. Man, I I really I know we talked off air about it like we we like Matt Stafford, you know, we like him to to do something crazy, but I just feel like he doesn't outside of Deshaun Jackson, he doesn't really have a guy who he can like launch to like that. And Deshaun has to be healthy the whole time. Um, I think, I think Josh Allen is probably the favorite in my eyes simply because he has three tough ass receivers 
like who we're going to get it. Stefan Diggs is going to get open. He's going to fight for every contested catch. Cole Beasley, I covered him. He's going to go for every contested catch and get open. And then people are sleeping on the signing of Emmanuel Sanders. Same thing. He's going to fight for every contested catch too. Um, Russell's interesting. I mean, he's always in the fight, but can he sustain it for the entire season? Can Chris Carson stay healthy and they can run the football? But I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I just feel like he's going to be able to extend plays. He, I mean, he's going to, he won't even really need a running game. And just to have that cannon to be able to launch or wherever, Mahomes is a favorite because what Mahomes can do with his arm. Same reason why I give it to Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen to be the regular season passing leader. Who's yours? So I kind of touched on Matt Ryan while I was talking about Ridley. So I would probably pick him as a favorite. But, Will, I'm about to give you a really gross one, man. And I hope you don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Bro. Dude, I, I'm looking at Joe Burrow at 25 to 1 odds. And my reasoning behind that, again, four of the last six seasons, the passing leader did not make the playoffs. I don't have the Bengals making the playoffs. And if you're just looking at it, the, the correlation between fantasy success and real-life success, they have a lot of guys who I'm a fan of in fantasy. Higgins, Boyd, Chase, right. the running back. And if they're playing from behind, now... I was going to say, that's exactly where that could happen. A lot of garbage So yards. at 25-1 to 1 odds, he's probably my favorite long shot in this tier. No, that's a fair assessment because that's that's pretty much why Deshaun Watson was always in like the top three every year because they were behind and he had to he was, you know, missed a comeback every single time uh, trying to get them in. So I like that. Hopefully he's not throwing the ball. Didn't he throw like 60 times a couple of times last year, which was crazy. Um, so he got all his reps. So I like that pick. I like Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan, he's he's always consistent. He's for sure going to do that. But that's tough to be the passing leader and not make the playoffs. That's gnarly to me. All right, going to our next segment, futures market, okay? This is where we look ahead and weigh in on some future bets. Today, we're going to talk about who is poised to win this year's Super Bowl. For all my wine fans out there, futures market, I'm not talking about futures and wine. If You you can actually ask me questions on Instagram if you want. Or maybe once I'll bring something in. If, if we get maybe a wine sponsor, maybe I'll talk about some futures. I'll tell you about some cool uh, 2020 Bordeaux. Those are some good futures you probably pick up. Okay, so my pick, okay, to win the Super Bowl, I have the Bucks repeating. That's what I have. I have the Bucks repeating. Simply because they are reloading. I just saw, I just saw a video with um, Lashawn McCoy, and he talked about the difference, like what Tom Brady. He was like he's the ultimate leader, simply because he is able to make every single person believe. Okay, like they they can sign a new guy who no one knows, who will never play. And Tom Brady would get him to believe something as simple as that. So I just like for for him to even last year after they won, he was like, we're going to run it back. They adjust some things to bring every single person back on that team. So I've, I'm like, there's no reason why they shouldn't repeat. So, Nick, please talk talk to me about the odds for this situation. Just say I'm right. 
Just say I'm right and then we can move Based on. Based on the odds, Will, you are right. They are the second favorite <laughs> behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Second favorite? Oh, They're the favorite to come out the NFC. They're plus 650 to win the okay, Super Bowl. Okay, there you go. That's fair enough. So just to rattle off the first five names, we got the Chiefs plus 475, your Tampa Bay Bucks, them being your pick at plus 650. We got the Browns, Niners, and Bills at 12 to 1. And then my pick, Will... The L.A. Rams, 15 to 1. I am hitching on the Matthew Stafford bandwagon. I think it's not fair to hold everything that went bad in Detroit against them. Now, I know all the. Oh, it's not. It's not even all close the glory, though. all the it's shine to the quarterback. But this is the best situation he's been in. And I really like the Rams. They've been waiting for a quarterback to open up the playbook. And that's what I think McVay is going to do this year. They they as in Sean has been waiting for a quarterback. They, he's been excited because. The Rams were actually my original pick before the season started until I saw Cam Akers go down because I was I was excited for him. I had him pinned for a 1,500-yard season. I, I, I love his running style. The reason why it's going to work with Matt Stafford is because, obviously, one, he's going to a, you know, a new environment. He already lives in California in the offseason. He actually trains with Matt Ryan, and I've gone out there and catch footballs with them before. And McVay, what his past two quarterbacks were Kirk, who I was with in Washington, he did kind of he did have to hold his hand a little bit. Okay. And then getting golf, he had a rookie, a young quarterback, not a rookie, a young quarterback. He did kind of have to hold his hand a little bit too. Actually, a lot of it. <laughs> and so you hear all these reports about like, man, from Sean McVay, Stafford, he's a bad dude. He's the real deal. <laughs> like all these things. Basically, I could sit back. I could sit back and watch this dude throw the football. I did it. Uh, I did take my family to a training camp and just got got to watch him throw the football. And I was like, man, this is this is crazy. Playing against him, I say Mahomes, Rogers, Stafford, Josh Allen, in terms of like just arms. And I, I mean, I can throw Herbert in it too. I watched his highlights. Good gosh. But um, yeah, like every like he's a magician with the football, and he's just been a victim of where he's been in, in Detroit. You know, like the franchise that two Hall of Famers retired prematurely. Like it's crazy. So it, sometimes, especially in the league, man, a fresh start is the best thing for you. Prime example in recent history: look at Tannehill. Tannehill. You know, he was in Miami with Adam Gase. All that stuff was weird, crazy. Goes to Tennessee. He's a franchise quarterback. So I do like the Rams, but when they lost Cam Akers, I don't like the Rams. When they also lost John Johnson, I don't like the Rams. <laughs> so those are two big deals. Okay, in our next segment, we're going to talk about our underdog pick of the week. This is where we pick the underdog who has the best chance of winning this week you guys heard it earlier i made big announcement i like those cleveland browns they are definitely the underdog in the situation from the betting lines perspective but if you just look at them as a team they are ready to go i understand they have not won an opening week one game in what like 16 years <laughs> Okay, something crazy like that. But this is it. Okay, damn it. Browns, get your stuff together. I'm not going to curse on this show. I'm just letting everybody know that. 
Get your stuff together. Get your SHIT stuff together. You guys are lock and loaded, ready to go. Baker, you have a coach for more than one year now. You got two outstanding running backs. OBJ is starving. I talk to OBJ every week, actually. He is starving. Big wine lover. Starving. (laughs) Okay. The defense is lock and loaded. All you got to do is watch what the Bucs did in the Super Bowl and just do that. Stay over top. Just stay over top. That's it. No explosive plays. I like the Browns. Nick, <laughs> who, do you, who do you have this week as your underdog? I want to just throw in that you're accurate in the sense that they're 0-15-1 against the spread in their last 16 openers, Will. So <laughs> history is not on your side, my friend. It is not on my side. Screw history. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to upset the Buffalo Bills. I think this is a passing of the torch kind of game set up. And also everybody loves Buffalo coming into the year. A lot of people are off Pittsburgh with the new offensive line. Is Big Ben or is he not washed? We'll find out on Sunday. But I like the Steelers at plus 230 to upset the Buffalo Bills. Your Browns were plus 220, by the way, on the money line to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? Yeah, and a brand, I'm talking about a brand new offensive line. I think they got one returning starter on that offensive line. If anything, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be on the defense for Pittsburgh. It ha- it has to be. I mean, they they have an unreal pass rush and they have a really greedy secondary to help do that. But it's gonna be an all day battle. Buffalo will have issues if they're able to like neutralize a passing game and they can't run the football as well as they they need to. And then one thing you don't want, you don't want Josh Allen on a run. But in this type of game, no one, no one, Josh, Josh is going to run a lot. Josh did get the bag, too. So he's good. He's he's safe and secure. So I do like that one. But Browns, like, come on, like I've been I've been defending Baker for so long. Actually, if you go to my social my Twitter, I just put a whole spiel about Baker. My buddy, Emmanuel Acho, he was just talking about how he said Baker Mayfield is the most underrated player in the NFL. And I thought that was like nonsense. I'm like, you can't be the number one overall pick and be underrated. Like that's unreal. Like you're supposed to be good. You know, I said, but he is definitely the most underappreciated. Why is he the most underappreciated? Simply because of his journey, right? He, he, he goes to Cleveland. LeBron just left. Okay. So Cleveland, Cleveland's in shambles. LeBron left a second time. They did not win any games the year before. So he gets there. He goes, he gets a new head coach in the same year and end up winning, obviously, more games. They won the past three years, I believe it was. And then goes through a whole front office change. Another head coach. I mean, all these changes, but he's been there just the constant stability that they needed in their organization. I know a lot of quarterbacks would have gone that situation and would have crumbled, especially getting a, a new GM, a new head coach, a new coordinator. 
new players, like all this stuff. And Baker has been there and has been consistent and has been holding it down. He doesn't need to throw for like four, you know, 4,500 yards. He's good throwing for 3,500. He got Nick Chubb back there. Why do anything ridiculous? You know, he didn't turn a ball over much last year. He had eight picks. So Baker's wait right where he needs to be. But I think because of the circumstances, he is underappreciated. And that's why I love his mindset and his adversity for this situation. So not underrated, underappreciated. All right. Before we wrap up, we're going to review. Uh, here's our picks against the spread. I'm going to go through mine first. I got the Bills, right? Minus six and a half. Browns plus six and a half. Those, that is my upset and my underdog all in one. Packers minus four. I like the Vikings minus three. And the Raiders plus four. That is my other upset. But I think the Browns, I've come, this episode is about the Browns. I'm just letting you guys know. It's about the Browns. Nick, review, remind us what yours were again before we wrap up. I got the Steelers plus six and a half. I'm with you with the Browns plus six and a half. Packers minus four. Oh, I like that. See? I got Bengals plus three and the Raiders. Did you just change that? You didn't have the Browns the whole time. Did you have the yeah. Browns? Don't be cheating the system. You're the gambling guru. You can't change it the last second. What is this? Nah, I think, I think uh you it was my spiel, wasn't it? It was my speech that got you. Listen to me, fans. Listen to me. All right. Brown six and a <laughs> Packers minus four, and you bangles. That's your that's your upset right there. Your yeah, other one. that's also actually my favorite pick of the week. How about that? Little spoiler for you. Yeah, well, yeah, you already told me yours. That's the, that's what we're going to get into next. Finally, yeah, we're going to make our pick of the week, our favorite pick of the week. Nick already picked his. You guys already know my favorite pick of the week. I've been talking about them enough, okay? It's the Browns. It's Dog Pound. OBJ is back to form. That's the thing, too, like the disrespect of OBJ I understand he's coming back from an ACL. And ACL nowadays, it's like a cold. Like, it's, we, we repair it and you just rehab. You're good. ACLs are nothing now. People, oh, ACL. You're, that's what I thought. When I told my ACL, I was like, damn, dude, career's over. But I also did other things outside of my ACL. But OBJ, is he's back. Okay? Don't sleep. I was looking at my fantasy league. He was going like fifth round, fourth round. I mean, sixth round, seventh round. I see one of my drafts. He went seventh round. I would have got him, but I needed a running back and a quarterback. So people are like, well, why didn't you get him? Well, that's why. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be recapping how week one went down and seeing how our picks turned out. Don't forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and a review, and tell your friends. You can find me at Will Blackman on Instagram and Twitter. Nick, where can we find you? Nick Deus 10. That's D A I S 10. <laughs> Nick Diaz is about to get a lot of followers. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of people listening are going to be surprised when it's not the MMA Nick Diaz on this one, too. Yeah, so yes, again, don't forget to subscribe. Upsets and Underdogs is a Blue Wire podcast in partnership with WinBet. Set the odds in your favor. Download WinBet now and start winning. Catch you next time.